Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week, we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers, and then we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 3, Bob Fires the Kids. This episode was written by Lizzie and Wendy Molyneux. It was directed by Buon Lim and Kyung Hee Lim, and it aired November 4th, 2012. We have a couple of guest stars. We have real-life married couple Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally as Cooper and Beverly. Yes, and Megan Mullally also does the voice of Gail, although her voice is really different in this episode. It definitely so is. So I recognized Nick Offerman right away. I did not recognize Megan Mullally right mm-hmm. away. We also have a return of Mickey the Bank Robber from season one. Yes, who is voiced by Bill Hader. He does a great job in this episode. Yep, Mickey's great. The store next door this week was I'd Hit That Boxing Gym, which I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's cute. The exterminator van was Mouse Arrest. And we have a few burgers of the day. Yeah, we have quite a few. Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Zucchini Burger. Yeah, I don't think either of ours are going to beat that. That's pretty great, right? I mean, that's, it's, that's it's good. good. My dad used to sing that song to me in the car. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what the song is. I don't get it. She wore an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. <laughs> no, I've <laughs> no, never, I've heard, never that. heard that song. That's fantastic. <laughs> also, I love it. Also, I just apologize for you guys having to listen to me sing. Never apologize. (laughs) Ever. We have the summertime burger, of course, the herb time. We have the butterface burger served with butter lettuce, which I've never had. Is it yellow? No, it's just, I'm sure it's just like a a smooth lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) Like smooth as butter? I don't know. Anyway. (sighs) We have the... Beats Me Burger, which Mickey loves. Oh, he thinks it works on so many levels. I like the other one, the Diabetes Burger, served with insulin. (laughs) That's hurtful. (laughs) Eh, Get over it. And the last burger is, we're here, we're Greer, and get used to it, burger. Yeah, that's great. So. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I like it. So, before we dig in, you a fan? I am, actually. I do like this episode. I think it works less well uh, now that marijuana is becoming legal in a lot of different states and it's likely to become legal in Canada in the next, like, year or two. So the kind of concept of, like, a pot farm um, and the kids doing illegal work without knowing it is kind of... It it feels like something older. Right. Like an older episode. I guess it would be, in the next few years, it could be akin to the kids working in a brewery. No, not really, though, because you wouldn't have the DEA coming down on you for working in a brewery. Like, the kids would have to no, be... No, I mean in the future. Oh. Like, when it's legalized. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It still wouldn't be appropriate for children to work there. Right. But you wouldn't have the DEA swooping in on you. It wouldn't be this big secret operation. They'd, exactly. They'd have, like, a dispensary. Right. Um, But it feels more like, oh, okay, maybe the kids are working in a meth lab or <laughs> a coke operation. Do they have, like, a name for coke stuff? Pot farm, meth lab, coke, jack, coke, 
Coke Shack. Cokery. <laughs> a cokery. Yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> it sounds like potpourri. Anyway, uh, what do you think? I really enjoy it. I think it works well. Uh, all Both of the storylines meld well together. They don't feel tacked on or forced. Okay. They both flow into each other equally. Yeah, and it, it's good. Like this, It's very subtle the way it weaves everything in. Mm-hmm. And, and the end, I always feel like comes kind of out of nowhere until you realize that one of the DEA agents is one of Tina's customers. Yeah. Which I only noticed that this time. Oh, wow. Okay. I never noticed that before. So I always thought the end was very unexpected, kind of tacked on mm. until I finally paid attention. I guess maybe I just was looking away every other time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Bob receives a box of his childhood toys, a Brillo pad, a rusted spatula, and a piece of soap. He realizes he had a bad childhood, and he fears the same is happening to his kids. Bob and Linda fire the kids to give them a chance at a happy childhood. Yeah, summertime fun. Fun, 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 fun. fun, fun. fun. <laughs> um, in this moment, I noticed something that might be an inconsistency. Bob and Linda say that the note they received is from the ladies who bought his dad's old restaurant. Mm-hmm. But then later in the series, we know that Bob's dad didn't sell his restaurant. Yeah, we actually go to the restaurant. Yeah, Big Bob's Diner, yeah, which he has a, a photo of in his uh, his living room. Yeah. It's still in business. It hasn't been sold. So, yeah, that seems like an inconsistency. Mm-hmm. They probably just changed their mind later on as the show went on. Yeah. Because they needed to get Bob to realize his childhood sucked. So they had to get the box there. And Bob's dad was not going to send that to him. No, I guess it just seems more like, why didn't they just say it came from his house? Yeah, like he found it in the attic or something. Yeah. Like Like the kids were rustling around upstairs in the attic and they came across a box that said Bob's Toys. But then we wouldn't have this great line. If you think about it, any box could have vibrators in it, which is very true. It's very true. You know, Good on you, Tina. Vibrators, right? (laughs) Could or could not have. We also get H. John Benjamin doing the voice of Big Bob. In his one line, get back to work. Get back to work, Bob. Get back to work. Yeah. Good job, H. John Benjamin. You really (laughs) nailed it. Um, But later on in the series, in season five, when we go back to meet Bob's dad, it is we do get an actual voice actor for him. Thank goodness, because it probably would have been really hard to take seriously if it was just H. John Benjamin's lower voice. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, Jason, what were your least toy-like toys as a kid? Bob's got his scouring pal mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Doglovich mm-hmm. and his World War II fighter plane, His right? fighter spatula. Oh, God. They're terrible. I feel so bad for him. I actually had pretty good toys when I was a kid. I mean, they weren't fancy or expensive, but they were satisfactory. They were actually toys. Mm. The only thing that I used that wasn't a toy was carpets. So I had my toy cars and I like playing with them, but Mm -hmm. they needed somewhere to drive. So I would take my toy cars and I'd bunch up a carpet to give it all sorts of hills and valleys and crevices. Oh, cute. And then I would take my car and I'd drive it along and go over little mountains and do jumps and stuff over the carpet. So my cars had a carpet track. 
Did you ever have one of those carpets that already had like the tracks painted on and like... What do you think I am? Some kind of rich person? (laughs) Holy moly. No, I never had those. But one of my Uh friends did. So I was always a little jealous. But I think Mm -hmm. mine was better in the long run. Because every time I crumpled up the carpet, it changed. So it was always different. It was unpredictable. Exactly. It was unique. Okay, cool. What about you? Probably my couch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, When I was younger, my brother and I had this ugly 70s looking couch with like this big orangey flower pattern on it (laughs) and i swear like every day we would make a new fort out of this couch so that was probably the least toy-like thing we did but i loved that's still pretty good i loved making just all kinds of forts and Mm -hmm. we'd like take all these blankets and yeah it was a lot of fun yeah kids and pillow forts and blanket forts and all that it's a lot of fun Couch forts. Couch forts are where it's at, man. Yeah, exactly. Those cushions are perfect. Prop them up in the side, put the blanket over top so you get yourself like a little cave. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and then you break it apart and you make it over and over and over again. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. So when Bob is reminiscing about playing with his Brillo pad, Brillo pal and his spatula, (laughs) um, when he's looking out the window and seeing all the people running by, I noticed that... The first people that run by, or the first group that goes by are friends, so Mm. pals. The second group that goes by has an airplane, Oh, his fighter jet. And the next group that goes by is a kid with his dog, so Doglovich. So we have all three of his toys going past the window. All the real things. All the actual real things that he doesn't have. Friends, an airplane, and a dog. That's so sad. Yeah. That makes it worse. I know. It was oh. a cute detail that I noticed that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Just staring out the window, forlorn, mm-hmm. you know, it's touching. I like young Bob's hairdo. Yeah, he had good hair. Yeah, he did. Linda fell in love with him when he still had good hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's another little thing. Um, And I don't really get why it's animated this way, and I've always wondered. Bob's hair, like, he has... A little bit of a, you know, comb over right at the back because he's balding. But if you see him from the side, he's always got this one little piece of hair that just kind of sits, not with the rest of his hair. Hmm. I don't know. You'll notice it now, but it always just weirds me out. I'm like, why isn't it just flat? Maybe it would look funny, but... Maybe. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out. Okay. The kids struggle to enjoy their summer while Bob struggles to find an employee. Mickey visits the Belchers and agrees to work at the restaurant in exchange for lodging. The kids stumble onto a blueberry farm and into new jobs. Oh boy. So this week on Teddy's Sad Life, he (laughs) pretends that he has children. He actually, like, names them. Yeah. Goes into the garage so he can trip over the Belcher kids' bikes. Oh, dang kids! (laughs) Leaving their bikes around. Oh, Teddy. He would have been a good dad. Yeah, I think he would have been a great dad. At least he gets to be, like, a pseudo-uncle now. So yeah. that's sweet. The reintroduction of Mickey is great. Mm-hmm. That's nice Bursting to into him. the restaurant. Put your hands up! Freeze! <laughs> it's nice to know that they've kept in contact with him. In season one, when he was introduced, we did hear that he was still keeping in contact with the Belchers afterwards, but it's nice to know they really did. Yeah. And, uh, They're still and on good he, terms. He wanted to visit them right away, as soon as they got out of prison. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, no, uh... No ulterior motives whatsoever. Not at all. No. Not at all. (laughs) You know, thinking about the kids, they're all loners. Gene doesn't really have any friends that he spends time with. Neither does Louise. 
And neither does Tina. No, they kind of just hang out with each other. Yeah, they have each other. Because they work so much, right? It's not like they would have that many friends. They don't have time to make friends. And then their school friends are probably just just, close friends. Yeah, they're school friends. Yeah. So I think as this show goes on, we do get more friend situations with the introduction of Daryl and Tina spends more time with Zeke and... Jimmy Jr. Yep. And and the twins. And Louise hangs out with Andy and Ollie more often. Yeah. And medium-sized Rudy. And regular-sized Rudy. <laughs> medium-sized Rudy. <laughs> yeah, Louise spends more time with regular-sized Rudy. And so as the show goes on, they do get more friends and they become less lonery, less sad Yeah, in the, the friend department. Mm-hmm. But at this point, they kind of just don't know what to do with themselves. No, they really don't. When the Belcher kids are with Cooper and Beverly, there's this moment where Louise looks around the room and she sees a bong and a poster of a marijuana leaf and all these buds drying. But that moment really doesn't feel like it's for Louise. It's more for the viewer, right? Yeah. Because Louise has no idea. Yeah, Louise doesn't understand at all what any of this stuff is. Like, I'm sure she can smell it and she probably realizes that none of this stuff is in her house, but she doesn't know that it's pot. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know that it's an illegal substance at this point. Right. Right? So we get all this like, bah, 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 like kind of moment, but it's not through her perspective, which is just weird for me, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't work for me either because I don't think any of the kids really get it. No. I don't even think. Tina does. I'm thinking of myself at age 12, 13, and I didn't really, like, I knew what drugs were. Drugs were bad. Mm-hmm. I Say knew there was drugs at school. All that I stuff. knew there were bad drugs, and I just didn't know what they were. Yeah. I know people would smoke pot, but I I would just hear that being said. I wouldn't know what, if you asked me to point out a pot plant or, like, what marijuana looked like, I would have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have either, except... That you see the big poster with the marijuana leaf. That, to me, is, like, the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Because you see stuff like that just, like, walking around town, right? So I feel like if this episode was airing this year, it would be harder for me to be convinced that they didn't know what it was. Right. Because I know 12-year-olds that know what pot is. Mm -hmm. And they talk about it. And they think it's... So cool and so fun, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're 12, calm down. But they definitely know, right? Yeah. So the Belcher kids would have to be really immature to not understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Or at least where they are and what's going on. I really do like Cooper and Beverly's lame, lame joke. Oh, terrible. You might say we have a bit of a weed problem. and everyone's laughing and and gene just yells i don't get it Uh, yeah it's really funny i think it's great you have here in your notes the the great quote summer is awful there's too much pressure to enjoy yourself like new year's eve yeah and that's totally how i feel sometimes like it's this huge big deal like it's the flipping over the new year oh my god everyone count down and have a lot of fun you're like well that sounds like a lot of pressure yeah it's just another night and then everybody asks you about your plans like you're supposed to say like oh i was riding on the back of an elephant drinking a champagne bong whatever high on mushrooms while partying with no (laughs) but anyway partying with like the pope 
Like, they're just expecting you to say something, like, extravagant. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're like, I fell asleep before midnight and then woke up the next day and it was just a new day. <laughs> we switched the last digit of our year. Woohoo! And I'm going to forget about it for, like, three months. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to keep writing the wrong <laughs> number on my checks. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. You, uh, clearly, you don't want me at your parties. I'm such a buzzkill, I guess. <laughs> All right, Jean and Louise are assigned to pick the weed while Tina delivers blueberries and Mary Jane to the customers. You didn't even put quotes around Mary Jane. I didn't. Wow. (laughs) I'm supposed to know what that means. (laughs) Bob misses the kids, and when he discovers Mickey is attempting to tunnel into the bank across the street, fires him. Darn tootin' he fires him. Yep, Mickey tries the classic Shawshank Redemption style by putting the poster up to cover his hole. I'm guessing really that that so song well. is not in Shawshank Redemption. No. What even is that song? It's Calypso I've got a music. Heat in my hat. <laughs> what is Calypso music? I guess Mickey is a big fan of the genre of Calypso music, which, in case anybody doesn't know, yeah, which is, how could you not know? I mean, no, it's not like on. we googled this. Yeah, jeez, it's a style of Afro-Caribbean music that originated in Trinidad and Tobago. Cool. And it's fun and upbeat and yeah. tropical. And apparently very loud because he's in the basement mm-hmm. of the restaurant. So for that music to go up through the restaurant, up through the apartment so that Bob and Linda can hear it in their bedroom, mm-hmm. super loud, is quite the feat. Like he must have some really good speakers down there. And the fact that Linda says he's playing it again yeah, is great. God. Just he's... Frequently playing his Calypso music. Apparently. So Mickey, I guess, is trying to rob Oceanside Savings again. Yeah, because he thinks he has double jeopardy. <laughs> Which is definitely incorrect. Mm-hmm. Double jeopardy means you can't be tried for the same... Exact crime? Right. So... So you can't have killed the same person twice. Right. If you're convicted for a crime... Yeah. And then you get out and do the same thing... It's very particular, like like in the movie Double Jeopardy, Ashley Judd is convicted of killing her husband. Everyone thinks he's dead. So when she gets out and finds out that he's not, she can actually kill him. Oh, and does she? She tries to. Damn, she tr- cold-hearted. He tried to have her killed. Oh, okay, well, yeah. I don't know the particulars or all the details about how Double Jeopardy works, but it's not the way Mickey says. Mm, no. No. And I like H. John Benjamin saying, no, that's not how it works. And like, he's got like a laugh in his voice. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, no. He's like, oh wow, he really is this dumb. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's a pretty good employee. It's just this part that really. Yeah. Well, bad. Mickey really wants to have a good cover, I think. Yeah. Good point. So. So he's putting in the effort. He's wearing the burger suit mm-hmm. with no underwear. With no underwear. Ugh, hold the pickle. Hold the pickle. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's sweet though that Bob is like missing his kids. You can see that he he thinks, you know, the the refrigerator is Tina groaning and he's wondering what Jean and Louise are up to. And he's it's like, nice, "Oh, Jean's you know? probably farting." Yeah, at any given moment Jean is probably farting. Jean is probably farting right now. <laughs> and Tina delivering the blueberries uh and the weed to everyone is really Yeah, it was a great cool. montage. It's fun. Uh we see the rollerblade guy, we see Mr. Fish Odor, and we see Marshmallow. Yeah. And I really feel like Mr. Fish Odor would do like classier drugs, like Coke. Mm, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe he gets his servants to make him, like, macaroons or something like that. Well, Mr. Fischotter's drug of choice is alcohol. Oh, we know that, yes. yes. Yeah. So this probably just takes the edge off. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Marshmallow is great. Just that one line, but perfect. Just being like, oh, blueberries. I'm ready for a bake-off. <laughs> so cute. I love yeah, it. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> I love Marshmallow. The kids confess that they have new jobs. When a customer of Tina's drops by the restaurant, Bob and Linda discover the kids are working on a pot farm. The DEA descends on the farm and Bob has SWAT teams pointing guns at his face for a second time. The episode ends with Louise telling her classmates that blueberries should be decriminalized. My favorite line in this episode, and my favorite moment really, is when Louise is like, Oh, you thought that you could snap your fancy dad fingers and we'd come crawling back. And she does the little walk with her fingers. And oh, I love Kristen Shawl. I just, <laughs> I love her so much. She's so good. <laughs> I like Louise's line at the beginning when I'm feeling sorry for another person. Like, what are these feelings? Am I going crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Empathy is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. And then later when she's telling Bob, like, oh, no, 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 you can't come here. You know, you're acting a little desperado. <laughs> I was like, oh, harsh, Louise. <laughs> Never change. Never change. Mm -mm. I always seem to forget to bring up things. But going back to when Bob initially fires the kids and he's shoving them out the door and Louise is shouting and Jean's yelling, hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Um, I knew that was from something during the Vietnam draft. Um, there were a lot of people who were fighting the draft. Mm -hmm. They were called draft dodgers. And that was one of their chants that they would all yell. Hell no, we won't go fighting mm -hmm. the conscription. But it was kind of funny that Gene would shout that when he probably has no idea what that's from. I had no idea what that was from either. Yeah. Um, some famous people who are notably avoided the draft in for Vietnam. Uh, Bill Clinton. Dick Cheney. The world would be different if they had gone and then died. Yep. Anyway, little factoid, little tidbit. I also like when Mickey doesn't really know how to put his arms up. Oh my god. And he does the little kitty paws. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, like this, like this, Do and you he think... just keeps not putting them up high enough. Do you think that's Bill Hader and H. John Benjamin doing like improv together? Oh, I hope so. Like they're just... Like he's doing it in the studio, and then they're like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta stick with this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hope so. I could see Bill Hader doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. He's good at improv. There's a couple moments in this episode that I really feel are easily improved, like when Mickey's saying what he wants to do in his future, like what he's what his goals are. Get a gal. I don't. Know, I don't know. Like build a barn. Put the gal in the barn. Uh, put the gal in the barn. <laughs> paint the barn with the gal. You know, the American dream. Get a gal in a barn. <laughs> And like, and when he's talking about what the kids would be doing during the summer, like, ah, oh, blowing things up, you know, lighting matches, starting fires. All these things that you really hope your kids are doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Vastly different childhoods for Mickey and Louise and Jean and Tina. Yeah. Thanks to Mickey, Bob has now been in the face of SWAT teams twice. Yeah. Poor Bob. Yeah, I don't think Bob likes him much anymore. But it wasn't Mickey's fault. Mickey was going no, straight. that's true. That's that. Ish. I mean, he was. He was making a really poor attempt. Technically, it's the kids' fault because they're the ones who got the jobs with Cooper and Beverly. Right. So they're the reason. So they're the re. They're. It's their fault that Cooper and Beverly are selling pot. 
No, it's <laughs> their fault that Bob is at all involved, right? Because right? Bob had to go and yeah. collect the kids. The DEA would have descended either way. And Mickey only had to go because he had to show them the directions. Exactly. I liked Beverly and Cooper trying to sing their little song as they're getting away in the bike. Oh my gosh. It's Terrible. Cute. Yeah. Makes sense that we never see them again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our burgers. Burgers of the week. Yeah. So how many do you have? I have four. Okay, I have two. Oh, so, that's so you're going to start this week then? All right. So I'll start with my least favorite. Okay. I mean, I have so many that I can do this. I got to keep my expectations low. Okay, right. I got it. <laughs> so we're just going to start with the pink slip burger. Pink slip. Yep. Because the kids were fired. Oh, okay. I was thinking of like Greece where they try and um oh you've never seen Greece. Um <laughs> where, I should be like, on pop culturally they... deprived. Clearly. Which is a great podcast, by the way, you should be listening. Yeah, I was thinking of like gangs racing each other in cars for the, each other's pink slips. Yeah. No, okay. pink slip because the kids were fired. So right. it would be okay. a uh, a rare burger. Just it would be pink. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's a pink slip burger. Yep. That's kind of cute. I like it. Yeah. It seems like something you'd get in like a kind of rough and tough burger place, you know? Yeah, I like the pink slip. Yeah. I got fired this week, so screw everybody. I'm going to have a pink slip burger. Johnny, this <laughs> is the fifth time you've been fired this week. I know, times are tough. <laughs> tough is a tough and rough. <laughs> make my own fun <laughs> all right okay my first burger is the burger joint okay <laughs> it would be a marijuana infused burger which is legit a thing i looked it up it would of course I, it I, I thought that they would have like like marijuana oil but it's just the bud ground up and put in the beef patty which seems like it would probably taste kind of weird, but someone said that they made them at home and they had two burgers and they were, like, completely done. Like, super high. <laughs> okay, so we're going with just pot burgers. See, uh, that, I was going away from the, that. But that's what I went for for the first one. Okay. You don't know what my second that's one true. is. You okay. haven't heard it yet. Don't be so, judging. There is dangers of eating pot food mm -hmm. because if you weren't in charge of how much is put in then you you have no idea like if someone offers you a pot brownie you you have no idea how much pot is in that so it could knock you on your butt or it could do nothing at all yeah and, and it takes longer to process exactly. through your system it could so take an not, hour it could take two hours you're not gonna notice right away so you might eat like two or three brownies exactly and then be completely screwed yeah yeah, yeah. so Careful out there, people. Yep. Be careful. safe. Now that it's become legal in a lot of states, you gotta, you know, be careful with this stuff. Watch the YouTube show, uh, Drug Lab. Oh, good idea. Yep. Okay, what's your second burger? The second burger is the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I like that. And it's actually <laughs> a charred kettle corn burger. Oh, no marijuana. No. No marijuana. Mm, okay. I mean, okay. I guess I could grind some up in there as well, but... You could. Um, I was going more for popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. So okay. kettle like corn it. ground up and put into the burger. Interesting. Yeah. I've got a recipe for it. Or like you could have it like as a side too. Yeah. But that's not as fun. Mm, okay. All right. Tell me your next one and then I'll give you mine. All right. 
Um, my next one is just the high and dry burger. Oh my God. Okay, which, so you went for like the names that were like. I'm pretty sure that's what this okay. show is all about. No, I know, but you didn't think to add the pot in the. No, burger. I didn't. I wanted okay. something that you know you could legally easily sell. accessible, <laughs> right? And that you could serve in a restaurant. Yeah, because it's not legal here, guys. Yeah. So it's a high and dry burger, and it's using dry rub on the oh, burger. Nice. Yeah. Okay. My second burger is working nine to chive. oh yay (laughs) working nine to chive what a way to make a living (laughs) well you're lucky guys because you've heard vivian sing twice now (laughs) i'm so sorry okay (laughs) i have a recipe for this one let me guess it's got chives on it, it it's just a chive burger guys but it would probably taste really good um my last burger is the blue buried in work Oh my god. Burger. <laughs> so that Terrible. one's got blueberries. Yes. Yeah. Just, just blueberry burger? It's blueberries in the ground beef. Uh, that seems like a weird combo. Yeah, it does. So I'm curious about it, but I've got a recipe for it. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'd yeah. like to see what the recipe calls for. Blueberries. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and also probably beef. Yes. Okay. So we've got, oh my goodness, we've got a lot. We've got mine, which are the, the burger joint and working nine to chive. We've got the pot calling the kettle black. We've got pink slip. high and dry, pink slip, and... Blueberry didn't work. Blueberry didn't work. Oh man, I don't even know. I think these are all pretty good. I'm pretty proud of us this week. Yep. High five. You guys heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. I don't know which one to pick. Okay, I'll pick my favorite of yours. You pick your favorite of mine? Okay. I don't know. I'll go with the burger joint. Okay. You don't like working nine to chive? We've already had a chive burger, I feel. It doesn't matter what the ingredients are. Well, it's got to be creative. Yeah, working nine to chive is cute. I know. Okay, fine. But I think burger joint better reflects the episode. Uh, fine. All right. Okay. So, the burger joint, and I'm going to go with, oh, goodness, high and dry. Yeah, I think I like that one. Burger joint and high and dry. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors time. Let's go. All right. Okay. Oh, oh we both... both got paper. Yeah, okay. Oh, I cut you with my scissors. I went paper again. Okay, so our burger of the week is the burger joint, which, guys, is just super obvious. (laughs) It's a little too on the nose. (laughs) It's super on the nose. But that's V's fault. Girl, you did not. Okay. So on that sassy note, I guess we'll, uh, we'll finish our episode of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. The best way to spread the word or to show your support is by leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. If you want to discuss decriminalizing blueberries, you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast, or you can send us an email from our website, multiverseradio.ca. Yeah, we're in Canada and pot's not legal here yet. Next week, we'll discuss Season 3, Episode 4, Mutiny on the Windbreaker, which features the voice of Jeffrey Tambor. Mm. Yeah, from Arrested Development. No touching! (laughs) So come hang out with us again next week. Yeah. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.